All right, thank you for joining us for another edition of All Sports Tucson Talk. I have a very special group of guests with me today. Uh, people that I've known for years uh, since working for the Arizona Daily Star in the not 80s, uh, right after I got graduated from high school. That wasn't too long ago, so I don't want to make anybody feel too old here that's with me. Uh, but I have Anthony Gimino, former uh, reporter of the Arizona Daily Star, longtime journalist, worked at the University of Arizona at the time that Greta Naranjo and Bob Craig were with the Arizona Women's Basketball Program. Greta was a standout at Blue Ridge and Central Arizona College. She came into Arizona, was, was one of the top players for June Olkowski. And Bob Craig was hired by June to be on her staff. And at that time is when Brenda Freeze came to Arizona. So pieces fit together. And now Brenda's over at Maryland and coaching. She's going to coach against Arizona tomorrow in the uh, round of 32 uh, in the NCAA tournament. So it's been a long odyssey for everybody. But, you know, things still keep us together, I guess. Uh, first of all, thanks for joining, joining me on this podcast, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Yes. Um, well, let me go, let me start with Greta. Uh, ladies first. Uh, Greta, just just comment about you know your background and, and what you're up to now. I know what you're doing, but f folks might not know what you're up to. Yes. Um, after I graduated um, high school up in uh, Blue Ridge, I went to Central Arizona College and played there for my two years. And luckily, I was recruited to the University of Arizona and spent two years there and got to play. Uh, with some amazing people and, uh, you know, and quite a few of us still keep in touch. Um, we all tend to try to get together, especially with Brenda and Mary and a couple other girls. Um, every so often during the summer, as a matter of fact, we're planning to get together now in uh, May to spend some time together. And Brenda has uh, agreed to come and, and be a part of uh, our reunion. So, I am currently one of the basketball coaches at Tucson High. I coach the uh, JV team and I assist the varsity team. And I've been coaching since I left the U of A back in 89. Um, coached different levels. I've coached at the junior high, coached boys and girls. And then I coached uh, high school. And then I was at Pima for 11 years. So I was an assistant for seven or three. And then I was a head coach for seven years there. And then I, of course, stepped down, went back into the high school level. And currently at Tucson High and enjoying the coaching life. Yes, a lot of people know Greta. Uh, very well known among basketball circles here in Southern Arizona. Um, you know, Bob... Bob Craig, he's been a functional member of society for ever since he was coaching at Arizona. I mean, you've been, well, I'll let you talk about that, Bob, some of the stuff you've done with the umpiring and, and so forth uh, because of your sons. Uh, so what, what have you been up to, Bob? Well, it's not as exciting as Greta's, but uh, <laughs> I, I, was a, I was a graduate assistant at the University of Oklahoma with the women's basketball team and then got an assistant job in long time ago at Siena College and then got hired at New Mexico State and right after New Mexico State got hired here at University of Arizona. Uh, that's where I first met Greta and uh, it was a, we had a really good time. We, we worked really hard. We had a little bit of success, not as much as we'd have liked, but it had nothing to do with the work ethic or, or the uh, ability of the people that we had. Um, once uh, I left University of Arizona, 
I uh, had a few different jobs, but uh, for the last 30 years, I've been working with Bed Bath & Beyond uh, <laughs> as a uh, project manager and uh, have uh, been married for 30 years, have three kids, two of the boys played baseball in college, and my daughter has a doctorate in physical education. Uh, in- physical therapy so mm-hmm. it's been fun it's been a it's been a wild ride all the way through but uh, i'm really looking forward to this that we need to to see brenda coach against the the wildcats and went to see them and uh what was it 2006 she was here yes and, uh, that was fun <clears throat> yeah and then uh you know anthony just the comment about your background especially with you know as it figures in with the uh with greta and bob there at the u of a yeah, well, while I was studying journalism at the UA back when <laughs> back when you were Javier, yeah. so we're talking we're talking late eighties. Yeah, um, I one of the other things I did was I um, at the end of my freshman year I walked into the uh, sports information office because I'd seen a story in the Daily Wildcat about this student who worked in the office and he got to do fun stuff like you know working with the teams and traveling and keeping the stats and writing stories. I'm like, this is exactly, this is so cool. This is kind of what I want to do. And I walked in the office and said, do you have any opportunities? And Tom Dettleston, who I think everybody here in the call knows, was like, oh, come back next year. So I did and uh, started working in the office. And like a year after that, uh, you know, women's basketball was nationally, was still uh, kind of, on the rise, but hadn't really fully arrived yet. So back in those days, in the Arizona Sports Information Office, they put a student in charge of the sports information. Um, and that luckily was me, which I got to do for three years. And, um, my first year was Credit's first year, I think, with the team. So we got to, uh, you know, got to travel with the team, which was a great experience and see all those arenas and, kind of, uh, you know, sometimes Coach Okowski put me in charge of driving the vans, which was kind of <laughs> scary. Um, but Bob and I were the only two guys on the trip. So we got to uh, we got to be roommates and be silly and stupid together. And, uh, and that was a lot of fun. And Bob and I can go, hopefully we don't do this anymore, but we can go years and years without seeing each other or talking to each other and then we get together and it's like we just saw each other yesterday so that's that's really fun and it was great to be part of arizona women's basketball back then when things were just getting started and then to see what it's become is just amazing because you see the contrast of uh, how the game has grown and how Tucson now fully embraces it. To me, it's like when when Tucson discovered there was a softball team in the early 90s, and that became, you know, that program was like everybody's darlings. And to me, that's kind of what women's basketball has now become in the last several years, I suppose, under Adia. So it's just it's just fun to see. Yeah, well, you, you know, everybody here on this phone call was involved with women's basketball when it was just basically laying the foundation to what it's become today. I mean, um, uh, you know, Arizona at that time was not considered a, a women's basketball school, but all 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 involved here wanted to be part of it. Um, so, Greta, 
when you when you were coming over from Central Arizona College, what was that like joining June's program, and what was the outlook there? I, I, in when did you start playing with Brenda? Uh, Brenda came in my junior year, so they were coming. In, they were incoming freshmen. Um, I came. I you know when I decided to play, I wanted to really play at a D one level. I was playing really good basketball at the JUCO level. Um, and so when the opportunity came to play here at University of Arizona, uh, it was like a no brainer because my family would be able to come up and see me and watch me play. And, and so that's why I chose Arizona and, and the opportunity to continue playing basketball, which I really enjoyed, enjoyed doing, um, having Brenda come in. I mean, you know, and, and that whole freshman group, it was really, it was really a lot of fun. We became really close. We all lived in dorms together. Um, we did a lot of orientation stuff together. And so we got to know each other really well. Um, Brenda was a heck of a shooter. Um, you know, coming back from Iowa, that's, you're known for that. And, uh, you know, she really worked hard. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we had a great time. Maybe, you know, we didn't win a whole lot, but we, we were in a lot of games. And uh, we got uh, yeah, uh, we, uh, you know, again, we, we just grew that, that relationship. It's kind of to where it is now that, you know, we still communicate quite often with each other. That's great. Um, yeah, how, let me, I'm going to jump in here and do sure. your interview. Go right ahead. So, Go right let, ahead. Let, me ask, let me ask Bob, as I recall, <laughs> when <laughs> Brenda committed, signed, it was a pretty big deal and back then you know there wasn't a whole lot of recruiting information but it seemed to me that i remember it was a really big deal but how did arizona go get this um really i mean she was such a big deal in iowa kid from cedar rapids how did arizona get in on a on a player like that and then get her to come here well a lot of that happened before i i got to the university of arizona june okowski was the assistant at, at that time with Wendy Larry, who was the head coach. Um, and they recruited Brenda out of Iowa to Cedar Rapids. She was one of the better players out of, out of Iowa at the time, and she was one of the best shooters. And uh, it took a lot of work and because there weren't a lot of kids that, you know, left the state at that point in time, going especially to Arizona, places that people didn't really go to a lot of times at that point in time. There was a lot of travel. And I know they did a really good job, and her parents were uh, extremely uh, active in the recruiting process. They were great to deal with. We, uh, When we got Brenda to come out here, when we went back to Iowa to play, it was always nice to see them. They always had the team over, had a great, great time with the team. They were excellent people to be around. She came from a really good family. Her sister played basketball, too. And uh, it was just a lot of work at that point. Uh, going out and, and making inroads in, in different places that uh, at that time the University of Arizona Women's Program had made a lot of inroads and it, w- it was neat to see the, the growth of Arizona basketball uh, moving from you know fairly local to uh, you know nationwide recruiting. Right. <clears throat> Anthony you had a good story talking to me yesterday about the time that you got uh, Arizona went back to Iowa for a Thanksgiving time tournament um, just comment about that, that, that experience you had with, with that. 
Yeah, and everybody else can jump in there too. Yeah. But it was amazing. This was Brenda's, I believe it was her freshman year. So this was like the first college game she ever played. And Arizona opened at a little fourteen tournament in at Iowa at Iowa State. And um, as Bob mentioned, the family was great. They had the whole team and the staff and everybody over for Thanksgiving dinner. But to give you a sense of how big a deal Brenda Freese was in Iowa and kind of how, how big of a deal girls basketball was in that in that area too. The, one of the local TV stations came out to do like a live remote from the Freeze family Thanksgiving dinner with the whole Arizona team. I mean that's that's big time for that to uh, for that to happen. I, I can't even imagine this was again the late the late eighties. Um, Greta, do you remember being there or Bob? You remember? Yes, I do. I remember it was it was a lot of people in that house. That's for sure. Yeah, there were a lot of people. My favorite part were the pies. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of food, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it was so weird. Maybe, Bob, you can speak to this, but, you know, Brenda was on a state championship winning team. But the one, the one caveat to that was she was playing, and this is going to sound strange to people who don't know or don't know some of the history of kind of girls basketball in high school, that she was – they were playing five-on-five five basketball. They were playing, like, what we consider real basketball. But a lot of Iowa at the time was still playing six-on-six. Six. Bob, you kind of remember. And they were going to recruit a player from that six-on-six, six, um, kind of with that six-on-six six background, Don Burgesson. Can you kind of tell people what that was, what that was all about? It's an odd thing to look at from probably 90% of the country because it's something that doesn't exist. It's kind of like seven-on-seven football. Uh, Six-on-six basketball was basically you have, you know, offensive end with three people, defensive end with three people, and that's how it's played. Uh, It's an interesting interesting thing, but the the skill level and uh, and, and all the things required for basketball, it's the same thing. So it's just a different look for the same sport. It's just it's just unique to you know the the center of the country. Iowa wasn't the only uh, the only state playing in that that time because Oklahoma did as well. Well, you know, with uh, Brenda signing with Arizona, I was looking at some of the archives, and she signed with Arizona when June was still an interim coach. In that November of uh, 1987. So she had that much faith in, in June and you guys, Bob, to make that, that leap. I mean, there must have been some a strong relationship or a bond that was created there. How did that get created? What, what happened that it, it was that strong? It, it was a bond that, that was created between June, myself, and all the assistants in the women's basketball program and, and the family. The family is what recruited Brenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it was it was just one of those things. They felt very, very comfortable with us, and the the feeling was mutual. And that that's you know, and that that was ninety percent of it. It was it was it was a mutual respect we had for each other, and we genuinely liked each other. So it was it was a fun time to recruit. Yeah, yeah, and then I know her father passed away not too long ago. So our condolences with that, and. Um... Did you get to know her, her dad really, really well during that time? Or what was that like for you? 
it was it, he was such a nice person. The, the whole family was was extremely extremely nice, but her dad went out of the way to make everybody feel comfortable around him. Mm-hmm. He was he was a really good person, and he was he was fun to talk to. He made you feel like like you were part of the Freeze family. When we went back when we went back for that Thanksgiving dinner that Anthony was talking about, it was like they'd known us our, their entire lives, and they only knew us for a short amount of time. So I'm sure that was the feeling everybody had with the Freeze family, and and I'm sure they they made everybody feel that way. Yeah, and then Greta, with her coming into the program, such a high-profile player from Iowa, uh, you look at some of her stats when she came in. She was shooting 57% from the field, and I, I imagine a lot of her shots were away from the basket, and uh, 88% free throw shooter. She got she had uh, a lot of you know good uh, credentials about her coming into Arizona. I mean, how was she received? by their teammates and how did what was she like when she came in as far as fitting in uh, Brenda was not she's not real talkative she was she kind of you know let her work show her um you know her potential um she just she she would just worked hard you know she worked hard every day she never complained she was always you know nice to talk to nice to approach um uh, but then of course we'd all be very competitive and we're competitive with if you were a shooter, you were, it was very competitive, and you know, and she took that seriously. Um, she was a heck of a three-point shooter, um, so you know, we were competitive at that rate. But she was, she has always been such a nice and amazing um, person, mm-hmm. and along with her family, her family are amazing, and they're all like, you know. If you saw them today, they would all welcome you, like with open arms, because you know they're just so nice and genuine. And Anthony, what was she like um, coming from that area in Iowa, where it's very popular? So she probably had a lot of media covering her there. So she probably was a little bit more adept to it out here. But what was she like around people outside the Arizona program when she was here? Yeah, I mean, whether it was local or from outside. There just wasn't a lot of media interested back in those days. Um, You were, I mean, locally, you were one of the first to kind of take on women's basketball as a beat. And, um, you know, it it was that time in the early 90s when some of those other sports other than football and men's basketball started to get some attention here uh, locally. And then the success kind of grew that nationally but um you know whenever whenever we had um newspaper interviews or tv interviews it was kind of kind of a big deal because sometimes uh, i mean to be totally honest sometimes the local tvs barely reported the score of games and that was right. about it yeah um there wasn't um big highlight packages and 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 features and things like that so um some of that stuff kind of grew later over time but you know i wonder we, we all know and you know dia was such a fabulous player who came you know three four five years after after brenda or, or a little bit longer mm-hmm. but you know brenda was so she was gonna be on her way to having that kind of path i think you know she had the really big breakthrough sophomore season and then had the all the foot 
the foot problems, the Achilles problems that caused her the red shirt, and then never quite, never quite got to where um, she might have been if she was healthy for for all four years. But she could have been, she kind of could have been a Dia, maybe a little bit before a Dia. I'm not sure if Bob or Greta agree with that, but she was, you know, kind of that five ten, five eleven. Good shooter, good rebounder for her size, super high basketball IQ, competitive. They're kind of similar. Would, would you guys agree? Yeah, I would. I'd agree. She had a great personality as well. Very, you know, she would talk to anyone. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's a good comparison. Yeah, it was really hard when she got hurt. It was, I still remember that to this day when, when her, she started having her foot problems. I just remember going to the specialist with her and she had to get cortisone shots. And I just remember her holding my hand and how much that hurt her to, to have those shots to try and get, try and get it settled down, which in the long run probably didn't work as well as we'd hoped, but it really hurt her career because she was well on her way to being, being a name for University of Arizona. And uh, she never got that opportunity because of the health problems. Yeah, she she did go on a Pac-10 tour, I was reading, also in, in Germany. And she was scoring like 24, 25, 20 points a game in some of those games. Um, this was during her sophomore season at the height right. of what she was. So that kind of gave you a glimpse of what kind of player she could have became if she didn't get those foot injuries. So, I mean, what what did you think about that? time when she was a sophomore um, and she was starting, right? She was a regular starter. Uh, what did you think about her? I'm sure at that point you thought her future was, you know, was per- really bright as far as oh, what she was going to do. Oh, absolutely. She was going to be a star in the Pac-10. Pac mm-hmm. She really was. She, she was well on her way. And yeah. it, just, it was just a shame to see what happens, you know. But uh, she still worked hard, still had the right attitude. It never did affect how she treated anybody. It just it just affected her game, but not her mental attitude. Right. As as a teammate, Greta, what do you remember about that? About her handling those those difficulties that she had with her with her foot her foot problems. Well, I know it took a toll on her. It took a toll on her a lot emotionally as well. Um, you know, she she struggled every day. You know, trying to just get through it. Um, and I, you know, I know she had a lot of support. Um, you know with within the program outside the program you know i'm just trying to trying to trying to fight through it and there was times that you know she just couldn't mm-hmm. um which was hard on her because you know uh you know as far as basketball players you know that's all we want to kind of be able to do and, and it's kind of taken away and we have the injuries it's 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 tough it's tough on you emotionally and uh you know um but she had great support system around her yeah she she did an interview with us last year and, and she brought up the foot uh problems um and she said that it was it kind of uh ironically led her into coaching because her fifth year she got another she had to have another surgery so she decided to coach at pima with Susie polito so she transitioned right away into coaching. And I noticed Greta, you did too, right after your U of A career, you're, you just jumped right into coaching too. Uh, but um, anybody here, did that surprise you that she went right into coaching and is did so well from the start? I mean, she had that 
like Anthony said, she had that basketball IQ that led her into this. I, I, you know, I'm really not surprised. She, she attended a lot of camps. Um, she worked a lot of Blue Star camps or even went to Blue Star camps. And so she knew a lot of people. And I think that, uh, I think, you know, she, it was just in her personality as well as to, to be able to coach and, 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 you know, and she, once she started, she just kind of grew, just grew on, um, grew on her. She was so successful at every step of her way. And, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised at her success that she has had because mm -hmm. she's worked really hard at it and she, and she knows the game. Yeah, great. So, so uh, Bob, I, I'm trying to think back of, uh, players from that era that you coached so obviously who, who then went into coaching obviously uh we have Greta on the call we're talking about Brenda Regina Grennan is another who got into coaching later there's probably you know others who maybe coached um maybe more at a youth level that I, I just can't remember but can you do you remember can, can you identify players when they're playing as future coaches did you kind of have an inkling that some of that would be in the, in the future for them? You have an idea how they think the game. If they have a high basketball IQ and how they put that into action so they can take a look at something, figure out how to get it done, those are the people that that are usually the most successful in coaching because they can look at a situation, figure out where they want to be, how to get to the next next stage, and then – use that information that they build upon through high school and college to be to be a coach. Brenda had a huge basketball IQ. So did Greta. I mean those two those things when you're coaching a sport, you can't teach. You have to you you have that innately in you, I think. I mean you learn along the way, but you have something in innate in your personality that allows you to take something you love to do and be able to make a career out of it. Yeah. Maybe she got a lot of that from you, Bob. Is you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'd have to ask her, but I kind of doubt it. <laughs> well, it, she probably was a sponge during that time with to, to you in June. And, um, you know, she did play or she was part of the program in her last year with Joan, but she didn't get to play that much. I think she played early in the year, but then she had the foot problems again. But uh, she did have a solid base there with you guys. Uh, June is heck of a coach. If you look at her her overall career, uh, which you know uh, what she did, it uh, she it was hard to have success at Arizona at that time because it was just starting out. But she went on to you know other other um, you know coaching jobs and Northwestern. I think was one of them. Uh, so I'd be mean, just. In your memory of June Olkowski, uh coaching with her, coaching Brenda, I mean, what what was it about her that might have turned Brenda to coaching also? Bob. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're breaking up on my end. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. I, I, so I'm not exactly sure what you were asking. With, uh, you know, June Olkowski, she's got a great background as a coach also. Um, and she played a majority of her time under June and you guys. Uh, so what do you, what do you, what was it about June that might've influenced Brenda to be a coach to where she's at today? 
I, I, I'm guessing it's probably the work ethic and the time it takes to become excellent at the level you want to become excellent at. Uh, June was a was was a great player at Rutgers. There was there's no debating that. She was under some really good coaches when she was an assistant, and she took a program that was struggling that continued to struggle, but we interacted every day with all the players and as as, even though wins weren't as much as we want it didn't didn't affect the work ethic that was involved to get to the next level and i think that's probably what she took from from you know coach olkowski and the university of arizona program at that point in time yeah what's interesting is june actually coached at maryland before she came here um And then she later coached at Butler, head coach at Butler in Northwestern. So it's very, very established coach. Um, so, you know, transitioning to, to tomorrow's game between Maryland and Arizona, I mean, uh, first of all, I know I know Anthony's going to watch, and I'm sure Greta's going to watch, but I know Bob's been busy doing overnights with his, his job. Are you going to be able to watch the game tomorrow, Bob? I, I'll, I'll probably be on a flight, but uh, um, if I'm in between flights, for sure, I'll pull it up on my phone. I mean, I always enjoy watching, watching, this is going to sound funny, kids I knew 30 years ago are in their 50s. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just it's just odd to think of it that way. But it, 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 <laughs> it is. I. It's funny. I don't think of you that way either, Greta. You're still, you know, 20, 21 years old. I mean, and, but I tried. It's nice. Facebook's allowed me to, to to touch base with a lot of the kids that I coached, a lot of the women, mm-hmm. and all of them are successful, regardless of what they're doing. So I absolutely, I'll be watching if I can, and I'll definitely pay attention to it on my phone. Yeah. What What about you, Greta? What's right, that so going to be should, like? Go, we go, should go. all agree to uh, do a road trip when Arizona makes the Final Four. There you go. I'm in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, we, no, I'll definitely be. I'll definitely be watching. Um, you know, going to be, you know, cheering on a friend, and again, cheering on my, you know, U of A. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be tough, but you know, I, I will be sitting there proud either way. Well, it's funny. Mary Clem posted something on Facebook, yeah, and she said, "I'm guaranteed that a Wildcat's going to win." Yeah, that was a good one. That was that was very good. So I I thought that was really really something. Yeah, I was able to ask Brenda yesterday through the Zoom press conference uh, about what that dynamic's going to be like because she has a lot a lot of friends like you, Greta, a lot of lot of uh, former teammates that she keeps in touch with. You guys are going to do another reunion this summer? She said. Uh, yeah. So she said it would be it's going to be interesting to see who they root for. So who are you going to root for? <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. I, I, I tend to go by analytics. I kind of watch a lot of different stuff. And, you know, so I just want to watch, you know, a great basketball game and um, let, let the kids play and determine that and be proud of, you know, both, both programs. Very diplomatic answer. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, what do you what's your, I mean, what's going to be going through your mind? Because you know Brenda from that time, um, you know, and watching her on the sidelines. Coaching. Yeah, I mean, I'm, when when I'm not rooting for Arizona, and I can say that now because I'm not really in the journalism business anymore, so right. I can have rooting interest for Arizona if I choose to. <laughs> um, so if I'm not rooting for Arizona, I'm rooting for for Brenda. 
Uh, I'd love to see her do well. So great when she won the national championship several years ago. Uh, but you know what's also amazing and fun is that you know whether it's in an office setting or in, even anywhere anywhere you might go in town, you can there's you can have like a really legitimate conversation about Arizona women's basketball. I mean, in my office right now, there's probably as much talk about Adia and Tana Pellington and Kate Reese as there was about Arizona men and two dollars, which is just it's just fascinating, and great, and and I think the the people now in Tucson who have totally adopted women's basketball, they are as passionate about the sport as any fans locally I've ever seen. Um, and they can hold, you know, they're, they're totally invested. They go to the games. They know the, the opponents. They know all the players. They go to Adia's radio shows and they following everybody on social media. It's just, it's just great to see. Yeah. And a lot of factors involved in that, right? It's like you brought up social media and there's widespread TV coverage now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that wasn't the case back then. And, uh, you know, you're right. I was one of the few reporters that went to some of the games. And uh, I do remember interviewing Brenda, and I remember her being very pleasant. And I, I just remember all the, the players at that time, he's very receptive also, you know, also because they didn't get all that attention that the men got at that point because that was when Lou was really starting his, his, uh, his run there at Arizona in the mid-'80s to late-'80s. And uh, I think they, you know, players like Greta deserve to have that that recognition and, and um, you know, you look, I look back at some of the archives, like I said, and, and some of the, the game stories were like in little roundups, like a paragraph long mm-hmm. yeah. buried in page eight, you know, that's, that's not the case anymore, which is a good thing. And it, you guys have to be smiling. Um, I'm sure Greta and Bob about that. Cause you were, you were at the beginning point to, to, to see where it's at now. I'm sure that makes you proud also. Very. Very, very proud of where the program is at now. And I got to take my mom to one of the games when they were in the w, uh, the NIT. Mm-hmm. And my mom was just amazed at the support of the community and how, you know, how well the girls were supported in the, you know, packed gym. And she was like, oh, my gosh. She was like, you guys <laughs> never had anything like this. And I was like, no, it's like, it's come a long way. It's, you know being a part of this is just so amazing and the journey that Arizona has taken. And I, yeah, I'm a very, I'm pretty proud of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Bob, where are you headed? Where are you headed tomorrow? Uh, City. Okay. Not too long of a flight. So no, no, it just happens to be right at the wrong time. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, safe travels. Uh, Anthony, did you want to add anything um, to the conversation? So far, no. I mean, other other than uh, you know, if if Arizona keeps uh, marching on, we'll have to do this again next week. There you go. Yeah, that, that, that's nice. good idea. There's a lot of interest. <laughs> there's a lot of interest in the, in the women's basketball. Um, so, and that's great to see. And it's well it deserved. It, it's well it's deserved. Right. I, you know, I always thought, you know, being a guy coaching a, a women's sport, it's a different perspective. But the work ethic, the time it takes, the amount of involvement uh, that 
the girls have to do to to stay in school to be eligible to succeed is exactly the same as the guys and 30 40 years ago there was no recognition at all really right it, it's 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 unbelievable to see you know the recognition that women are getting in every sport they need it they need more of it they need equal opportunities you know not just the law they need equal opportunities from from just normal people where they can go out and and, and see the respect these women athletes have for their game well said um yes. I, w- I want to thank all you guys all, all great people and um, you know it's been a pleasure to know all three of you and to run into you from time to time so um best of luck with everything and thanks for for spending time with with us you know th- today thank you javier i appreciate everything that you do for all all sports at all levels and you and your brother and i we appreciate what you guys do and thank you for this opportunity as well thanks greta thanks hob i really do appreciate it you guys do yeoman's work for the high school college all the kids in the tucson area regardless of what sport and direct be there without you guys doing the work you put in so i, I thank you I appreciate it. I know you guys do a lot of good things in the in the community, also. So that's well appreciated, also. So, uh, so again, thank you very much. Uh, and this will do it for this episode of the All Sports Tucson Talk podcast. Thank you. Thanks.